looks like a void of black. There's a portal up in here. Let's talk about some spooky shit. Yes, me first. Yes. Okay, great. I chose to talk about today's devil's rooms. Um, if you're not familiar with them, you're not the only one. Uh, the internet did not have a lot on them. They're a very obscure occult reference, um, mostly from a Renaissance time. Mm -hmm. But basically, you would build your house around this room, and it would be a room without any windows or doors. Okay. And the function of this room is so that the devil would have a place to come and visit. And then he would shower you and your family with blessings. Okay. Devil? The devil. The devil would, yeah. So it was, hmm. yeah, it was practiced mostly by, like, witches. You got your bathroom, you got your kitchen, you got your devil. Yeah, you got them all. Right on. You are ready. Um, I did find some conflicting stories that said that it wasn't a place for the devil to visit, but it was where you would trap the devil or demons and then you would harness their powers during, like, spell castings or to put curses on people. Okay. So either way, it's bad news <laughs> because you're opening the door to demonic powers. Yeah. And you're harnessing them for, like, self-power. So okay. bad things happen there. Um, and the reason I'm mentioning them is because the house I actually spent my childhood in had a devil's room in it. Um, the house we moved into, we moved in in 1996. It was built in 55. Um, the man that built it was a contractor who built houses for everyone in the neighborhood. So our house was kind of made from a hodgepodge of different materials. Um, I don't think he built the devil's room on purpose. Um, so like accident. Yeah. I like, think he was just kind of slapping up walls and it happened. Hmm. Um, so he just wasn't like doing a good job. Well, yeah. He's just slapping up walls. Yeah. Well, he was... <laughs> I think that is because I spoke to an old family friend and mm. the family was devoutly Catholic. So I just don't see oh, somebody yeah. who is devoutly Catholic. I mean, I don't know though because... Right. So he kind of pieced the house together. In the 80s, he built on an addition, and this is important, um, that eventually became my parents' room. Um, and the reason that's important is... The devil's room has to stay in the heart of the house. Mm -hmm. Everything I read said that. Um, if not, it kind of throws things into whack and creates like a permanent portal. And when he built the house originally, it was in the heart of the house. And then when he added that addition, it threw things off. You know, he, he died. Uh, he, had, he probably had a bad heart. Uh, we can't really find anything connected to his death with the house. Uh, but... There were some issues surrounding her death. She had early onset Alzheimer's. Um, and during that time, she was extremely paranoid that there was someone in the house. Um, right. So she bought these special windows that you can't break into. The problem is, is, you know, if there's a fire or anything like that, you can't break out of. They kind of look like little pyramids sticking out. Oh, Interesting. So, like, yeah. a fire hazard. That's Definitely nice. a fire hazard. I don't know how we bought the house with those on. Yeah. <laughs> um, but we did. I know my parents couldn't sell the house with those still on. We had to install new ones. And she put deadbolts on her bedroom door. Uh, this was mostly to keep people out at night. That was also my bedroom <laughs> later on in life. Awesome. Yep. Still had the deadbolts. Uh, she died um, in that room. And 
the uh, nurse that was coming in to check on her periodically was only stepping by every few days. So they think she was dead three to five days. Oh, my oh, God. Before they found her. Yeah. Gross. Yeah. Um, so Casually in your devil's room portal. Yeah. And again, <laughs> that... That was fun. And for my, so my parents don't hold things back. They're very much so like you need to have full information. Right. Um, we all knew that coming in. My brother knew it when it was his room. My other brother knew it when it was his room. I knew it when it was my room. And so this is exactly like the room you were sleeping in and like living in all through like, yeah. college. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, now, do I think demons killed her? No. Do I think negatives Things feed on negative yeah, events. Yeah, mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, my friend April brought her friend Liz, who was uh, a self-proclaimed witch, to our house one night. And she wouldn't even come through the threshold. And when I asked her, like, what was wrong, she pointed back down the hallway. She had never been in my house before. And she said, there's a portal open here. And I can't come in or bad things are going to follow me home. And she pointed back towards my bedroom. So I also had other friends who um, woke up in the middle of the night and reported seeing a blue man standing over them. A blue man standing over them. Um, Shadows over in the corners watching them. I felt like two twin things were looking at me one night. That was the other thing, too, is it changed. Interesting. Yeah, it it never felt like the same thing. Thing, It was almost Mm -hmm. like... Grand Central Station, you know, yeah. like things are coming <laughs> and going. Like, I wonder if it was like changing based on who was at your house at the time. Like, um, it was changing based on like maybe like their interpretation of like what they were perceiving, or maybe, maybe something like it would take something that would be like their worst fear and kind of like manipulating yeah. Yeah. that. Well, and it wasn't all the time either. Yeah, yeah. You know, we'd go years and and nothing would happen, and then we'd have like a month where a bunch of things happened, and. My house was a stable, happy house. It, it wasn't like a poltergeist that was constantly feeding on bad things. Um, so, yeah, I, th- I really do, in my gut, feel like Portal was, like, the best way to explain yeah. what was happening yeah, in that house. it sounds like it. Yeah. Like it sounds so dynamic. Mm-hmm. Right. And, again, like, it's not like the blue man was always there. Right. It's not yeah. like the twins were always there. You'd see them for, like, a very minute point of time, and then they mm-hmm. would go on. Um and same with the feet dangling from the ceiling. Oh, so creepy. Yeah. Don't like that. But I hadn't told the podcast the story of the dangling yeah, feet. Please, oh, yeah, please tell us about that. Okay, so when we were first moving into the house, my brother, uh, Ben, he's the oldest, he's very um, staunch and no-nonsense, um, went into my parents' room and came out and he told my mom, I can see two feet dangling from the ceiling. Oh, my God. Like, in the middle of the room? In the middle of the room. Oh. And he said that they looked decaying, and one had a ballerina slipper on it. Oh, my what? God. Yeah. Was so it, like, middle of the day? Or? It was middle of the day. He was, like, 12. So he wasn't a little kid. Mm-hmm. He wasn't attention-seeking. That really wasn't his personality. Um, again, because we were charismatic, uh, we prayed. We kind of, like, did a blessing over the mm-hmm. house. Um, but that that was the... F- literal first day 
Um, moving in. Welcome of moving home. in. Welcome. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Nasty ass feet. Yeah. And there, there were some <laughs> other things that. Yeah. Right? Why? <laughs> Nobody did ballet. Also, why? Why only the one? Of, where's the rest of her? Right. I don't understand. We didn't have an attic. Um, and there, there are a lot of other stories that happen in the house. Uh, there's a couple that I'm gonna save, including one, including um, my aquarium. But uh, if you want to look up information on uh, A Devil's Room online, mm-hmm. it is hard. <laughs> it's pretty obscure. People don't really make them anymore. And there were issues because there is a video game who uses um, A Devil's Room as an Easter egg to get from one level to the next. I'm trying to see. Oh, it's called Binding of Isaac, colon, Rebirth. So... That took up a lot of the first Google pages. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, also, if you Google what is a room with no windows or doors, you get a lot of, like, children's riddles. Oh, so okay. I really encourage <laughs> all to dig around and look. I think I, I went to, like, the eighth Google page. but Yeah, mm-hmm. let us know if you're, like, a devil's room architecture expert. Oh, my God. Right? I would yes. love to hear yeah. from some an architect on there. it. That would so. be really cool. Anyway, that's it for me. Nice. Yeah. Tell me a story about your experience. Okay, so I kind of went into the science-y stuff because me. Um, <laughs> but I kind of looked into what draws people uh, to, like, paranormal experiences or, like, why mm-hmm. they feel like they're more in tuned. And so I kind of looked into empaths versus highly sensitive people is kind of, like, how um, they categorized it and what I looked up. Um, this is all from, like, Psychology Today stuff, but um, it's pulled from a book that's called The Empath Survival Guide. Um, and then it had a couple of little articles sprinkled into that same kind of general thing. But so if you wanted to look into it, um, the way they categorize empaths versus highly sensitive people, um, they did it almost like a little spectrum where on one end you have the higher end is the empath and their love of nature, quiet environments, um, subtle, subtly sense um, changes in energy and absorb it. And then on the far end to the other other side is the psych- psychopaths, sociopaths, narcissists, and then kind of falling in the middle is the strong mm-hmm. empathy but not highly sensitive or empathic. And then highly sensitive people is just a step below um, empaths. Okay. Yeah. So, um, so cognitive and emotional empathy, the way that they uh, categorize that is cognitive is kind of mentally per- mental perspective taking, whereas empathy is like vicariously sharing of emotion like, a person's emotional experience. Um, so that was really cool. This one article that I read um, was about talking about just five different experiences that people have um, reported. And so it was, like, talking about telepathic experiences, oral experiences. <laughs> oral sense, experience. Like, aura. Like, oh, oh like, they're aura. Oh, my God. Like, like, oh, sorry, <laughs> Kathy, turn off the podcast. Oh. <laughs> Wow. Are you 30s? I are 30s. So, telepathic experiences, aural experiences, <laughs> Thank you. sense of presence, um, experiences, psychic healers, and apparitional experiences. And I think, mm-hmm. Bertie, you had mentioned something about like, um, like religious, there's a religious context of this. Yeah. So, there um, is a flip side to every one of those gifts. They're called the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And basically Christians consider what you're talking about, like the bastardized versions. So there's like, yeah, there's like, uh, the gift of 
prophetic word, you know, where you automatically just know something about someone without being able to know. Mm -hmm. Um, Obviously, like the gift of prophecy itself, the gift of healing, things like that. Um, So, yeah, it's a little weird flip to the coin. So let me tell you more about this bastardized version. Yes! Yes. (laughs) Um, So it was really cool that they had... People who had reported those types of experiences scored higher on the empathy scale um, for, like, paranormal and anomaly experiences. Um, So their experiences kind of overshadow those who haven't experienced it, like, perspective-taking, emotional comprehension, empathic concern, positive empathy, and, like, empathy overall. Um, So one of the things I kind of stumbled into this little rabbit hole, have you guys heard of uh, Thin Places? Yeah, have, uh, so Spook does a great podcast on a man who's a doctor, oh, who's a thin place. I don't know if y'all have heard it. I, I, I listened to that, yeah. I binged it, and so, so fast. I don't really oh, remember so much good. about it. Um, Celtic um, term, ancient Celts, and it's not solely reserved for Celtics, but it's other spiritualists, um, Christians, Wiccans, things like that. It's a time, place, or event where the other veil is thinner between realms, and so... Um, Ooh. It basically is a point in a space. Like they said, it could be an event. It could be um, a place, a time of day, like 3.30 a.m., th- the bewitching hour would be considered oh, yeah. a, um, a thin place. Everyone will experience it differently. It's kind of like in the sixth sense, you know, that where the hair stands up on the back of your neck and the cold yeah. spots and things like that. Yeah, it's um, almost just like, like a primal instinct. Yeah, it's just like a very tangible, like, shift in energy that you can feel, um... Yeah, so there are really cool ways of just, like, unlocking it. They talked about um, meditation, um, researching certain topics, kind of getting your your brain thinking of that time and space. Um, religious sites, historical sites, like battlegrounds and things like that. Or Gettysburg. Right, yeah. Okay. Pilgrimages, rituals, um, and not just, like, witchy kind of things, but common, like, communion or, like, common things, like, that would be considered a ritual. Um, common thin places, spiritual houses, churches, and temples. Um, like I said before, the bewitching hour or different times of day. Um, sites of great significance, um, like mystical sites, you know, maybe the, what is it in Iceland, the Northern Lights? Can I talk about even like, it doesn't have to be this like paranormal thing because it even talked about like weddings for some people or just like childbirths. It's just like charged with energy. And again, it's like, it's not just weird experiences or spooky things. It's just a very different shift in energy. Hmm. Um, So yeah, Um, it talked about like weddings, like I said, important life moments, deaths and births. Holidays like Halloween, Dia de los Muertos, All Saints Day, all of these are kind of charged with, again, like powerful emotions or significant events. So talking about my own personal experiences and the reason why I did this whole empath versus highly sensitive people is I've always felt that I have been drawn to weird things um, or I feel like I experience way too much than, you know, the average person. Mm-hmm. Um, just I'm highly empathically... Even in hospitals, I can't, I, I get overwhelmed and almost have a panic attack just because the space itself, knowing how much people are suffering, just wears my body down, even if I don't actually see anything. And this has been since you were, like, young, Since too. I was, I mean, I didn't go to a funeral until I was 10, and then I, by the time I was out of college, I'd been to two. You oh, know, wow. so, yeah. like, it wow. just, I just couldn't handle, I mean, my mom never made me, my, my family just kind of had this understanding that I just couldn't handle those sort I of went things. To so many funerals. Oh, <laughs> I, mean, I have a huge family, but just I 
nope, just never yep. could handle it. And the only reason why I went to Wano was because it was my grandpa's. Yeah. You know, so it yeah. was just like, I was very close to that person. Um, but yeah, so I've had several different little experiences. You guys have been there for a large part of those. Um, do you almost feel like us together <laughs> increases it? Or do you think it's because we're weird and we seek it out? Um, I think a little bit of both, but also it's, I think I am feel more open to talk about those things. And a lot of times I, I see things and I'm like, nope. Or I feel things and I'm like, just not going to go there. Let my brain Blinders. not go. Yeah, totally. Um, so one of them was we found this lady on Facebook Marketplace. And she d- she goes to estate sales and she likes to create these mystery boxes. So we um, were like, I want to get a, like a witchy box. And so I sent her this like list of things that would I would want included in this or things that I liked, but left it very vague. And it had really cool things in it, like green glass items and, you know, weird talismans and necklaces and crystals and um, books that are like on exorcism and like all kinds of weird shit. Um, and so I have them like on this shelf right when you walk into my apartment. And ever since I got those things, weird shit would start happening. I, ne- I lived in my apartment for almost a year and a half before anything happened. Um, it's a brand new like space, so it's not like, you know, anything happened in that. I literally was the first person to live in that space. Um, but things would like fall off of my island and roll towards the door right in front of this shelf. Um, and yeah. <laughs> yeah, and I have a cat and a dog, but immediately I'd hear it and it would always be back and behind me to the right. And I'd turn and look at my cat and dog and they were like on the couch next to me or in a space where that was clearly right. not in that space. Um, there's a couple times too, like my boyfriend's been home and I'd look over at him and see if he heard it too before I said anything. And he'd be like, what is that? I was like, great. Okay. You did hear it. (laughs) I don't know what it is. Um, but it would be frequent enough and it wasn't just like, you know, something got knocked over or something, um, like we heard something tap. It would be a very significant fall off, hit the ground and roll. We never could figure out, you know, sometimes it would be like a pen or a pencil. And it wasn't like these things just appeared out of nowhere or like a strong draft. It was very like it was quiet. And then this very like specific sound. Almost like look at me. Absolutely. And it happened a lot of times. One time we had a ketchup bottle that was sitting on the stove and we had broke off the cap of it. So it it was one of those where it it has the the stuff in the cap where it... keeps it from spilling. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Um, you have to actually, like, squeeze it to make it come out. Yeah. Um, so we had it upside down because it was, like, draining the rest of it. And we heard, like, the little sound, you know? <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is that? <laughs> and, you know, I was like, I think it was a ketchup bottle. And he was like, that's weird. And, you know, in my mind, put it out of my mind, like, oh, okay, well, you know, maybe we squeeze it and it was, like, l- releasing the rest of the air. Again, it was one of those that has that built-in thing where it just stops the flow, so you actually have to put pressure on it. And not only that, another time, um, just shortly after that, it did it again, but it was, like, longer. And then he got up to go walk to the stove, and there was a pile of ketchup. Mm-mm. Just, like, again, it was upside-down draining. It can't just roll out of the... Out of the ketchup bottle, it, you have to actually squeeze it to make it happen. You guys have been there for the other two that I'm going to talk about, but um, we went ghost hunting at a bridge in Austin called Moore's Crossing Bridge. Mm-hmm. Um, I purposely was not going to look into the backstory of where we were going because I didn't want to be biased. I was really excited. Um, we get there, and Birdie's telling us about the history of this site, 
and it's like where a couple was lynched um, by a mob because of an interracial relationship. Hey, Bernie, what kind of relationship am I in? <laughs> My bad. <laughs> so, yeah, and it happened to be a African-American female with a white male, and they were lynched because of that. And my boyfriend and I completely mirrored that. And I was not, we, Bertie busted out a Ouija board and I was like, <laughs> fuck that. I'm not touching that. That's my hard line of absolutely not. We'll not yeah, go there. A lot of people's. Yeah. Just, mm-mm, I don't, you, you just, just like, don't know. It's like you're knocking on the door. You don't know what's going to come out. I'm good. I am great. But yeah, so there was all kinds of weird, spooky things that happened there. Um, there was, I had to consciously tell myself not to read into too many things just because it was late at night, it was dark, and we were all going to go back to our respective spaces mm-hmm. and go to sleep, and there was no way I was about to be thinking about anything related to that space. But again, it was like a very palpable shift in energy for me. I had to consciously like not let myself go there um, for that reason. So, yeah. Um, And then the last experience I'm going to talk about is when we went to New Orleans. And everyone who knows anything about New Orleans is that place is fucking haunted. Yep. Oh, yeah. Like, fucking haunted. You can feel it when you drive in. Yeah. Well, and just everything's just so weird. Everything's so old. And you just wonder what kind of story it's it's got. so much history. It doesn't even have to be a dark history. It doesn't have to be a spooky thing. It's just just the fact that it's just got so much to tell. Mm -hmm. You can feel it. Um, so we went to New Orleans for a group trip once, and we decided to go on a tour of the French Quarter, and our la- one of the last stops we went to was the LaLaurie Mansion. And if you don't really know anything about the gruesome history of the LaLaurie Mansion, um, Madame LaLaurie um, tortured her slaves in a chamber in her house. Um, yeah, and it was like gruesome things. Mm-hmm. You could look into that. Yeah, it's pretty awful Maybe we'll stuff. talk about it. That it's kind of overdone in a lot of places, but it's a really fucking cool story. Um, yeah, so we that was one of the stops that we stopped at, and everyone in our group was kind of taking pictures. We had a big, large like tour group itself, and then our our smaller group of six. Um, but everyone was taking pictures and videos and the flashes and things like that, standing right next to each other. It was freezing cold. Mm-hmm. Like the next day, it snowed. It was so cold that day, and we. We're taking pictures, and I was the only person who got orbs in my photos, literally standing next to everybody else. And I felt like I was connected more, obviously, because I was the only African-American person um, there. And also just the fact that it was so dynamic in the pictures itself. Um, You know, we'll post those as well. Mm -hmm. But it was like, a you know, I'm taking a video, and you can see the flashes and stuff going off of the people around me. And very clearly, there's an orb that travels and stops coming from the window that's blacked out where the torture chamber was. Yeah. So that one's really cool for me. And it's yeah. in several different, you know, photos and videos that I have. There's little bitty things here and there. But that one was the most, like, eye-opening for me right. because we looked at it after the fact. And I was like, holy shit. Like, do you all see this? And I purposely showed Savannah's husband, Michael, who's, like, our biggest critic in oh, our yeah. group. For I sure. specifically showed him. And he got really upset that he couldn't really. He was like, hmm. Yeah, I don't know. Nobody saw anything. Nothing. And we were all taking photos, yeah. and nobody else captured anything like that. Right. It was and, there was no bugs. There was no dust. Like no, it was freezing cold, no. and it was still. Oh, I'll never yeah. forget that. Like, still freaks me out. I love yeah. it. I want to go back. Absolutely. <laughs> and I back go to, to Morris Bridge. Yeah. We need <laughs> always more ghost hunting. If you have places in Texas or outside of Texas that you think we should absolutely look into, please let us know because we are always 
wanting. I really want to go to an asylum. Oh, hell yeah. I'm down for that. Let's do it. I've learned a lot from you, too. I've learned about the devil's room. um, And I've learned about thin places. Um, So I really don't have anything, like, educational to bring to the forefront. But um, I did have some, like, really creepy things happen to me in college that at the time... I guess, like, I just didn't realize, like, how intense or scary they were until later in my life. And I, like, look back and I'm like, whoa. (laughs) Like, that was some intense, crazy experiences that I just, like, I can't even believe that at the time I was able to, like, maybe I just wasn't. You kind of shed it off and you're like, well, I'm going to deal with this. Right. And I I don't even think I, like, really fully processed it until I was out of the situation. Right? So. Well, it's kind of like you said, Bernie, when you didn't realize that mm-hmm. anything you didn't know anything different until you moved out of that house yeah yeah you just it feels you feel like relief yeah which is really funny because like we moved in to austin after i graduated college and my paranormal experiences stopped but so like in college um i had like a really unique dorm um it wasn't like your typical dorms it was kind of like an apartment complex so we had two bedrooms on one side um, and two bedrooms on the other, and we each had our own separate bedrooms. And in between the bedroom areas, there was like a living room and a kitchen and a dining room. It was like a shared common space. Yeah, exactly. I mean, um, yeah, I mean, kind of like I. It's it's hard to explain, but they were really nice dorms. Um, so <laughs> the dorm that I shared, like the side of my dorm, I shared with my roommate named Carol. That's a real name, guys. I'm not making that up. Allegedly. Allegedly, yes. Um, And uh, so she and I, like, we had separate bedrooms. um, And we had our own doors that had locks on them and things like that. And um, we had a little hallway. And in our hallway between our rooms, that's where our vanities were. We had separate vanities. Um, And then in between the vanities was another door that led into our bathroom that had, like, bathtub, shower, um, toilet, things like that. So your room... Your rooms were separate, but common areas were... Exactly, yeah. 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 You explained it better than me. <laughs> Sorry. I got no, drunk there and passed out there a lot, so she I'm familiar with this This setup. is true. <laughs> Anyways, when I first moved into the dorm, nothing really crazy happened. The only thing that really kind of started to stand out to me was that my room was, ext- like, so much colder than the rest of the dorm. And we all shared one thermostat. So it's not like my side of the dorm would be colder because it had separate. Right, yeah. So, I mean, I even remember it being so cold in there. I was waking up shivering in the middle of the night. And I was checking my window to see if maybe my window had been cracked. Maybe some air was leaking in. I didn't know. There were icicles on the inside of my window in my dorm. Like, and this was constant. Like, no matter what I did to the thermostat, no matter. I had to actually wrap my windows up in blankets because it was just... So cold. What yeah. is that movie that has that in it? Um, um Poltergeist? Oh, the Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense. Oh my Sixth gosh, sense? not a good sign. Where did they have that? Oh, because of their the breath. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, so essentially, um, I, I just, and like anybody who went into my room, they're like, wow, it's so cold in here. And I'm like, I don't get it. So that was kind of like the first thing. Um, Next, like I used to have random um puddles of water just appear like in the middle of my bedroom, be in the middle of my floor in my room. Or in the middle of the hallway where Carol and I lived. And I was just like, oh, Carol, you know. What are you you spilling? Spilling (laughs) Spilling stuff, you know. Whatever. Um, Water is a thin place. Yep, yep, you did mention it. So 
And we would find them, we started finding them not even just in my room or in my hallway, but like kind of all over the dorm, like in the middle of the living room, like not in areas where there would be pipes or anything. And these were big puddles, not just like a little puddle, but a big one. So it wasn't like slab leak or? No, see, because I had maintenance guys actually come and check twice. Because there was a couple of times it would appear by, like, a wall or something. Yeah. So they were like, okay, maybe, like, a leaky Leaking pipe. Them, yeah. The place the water would appear the most was in my closet. On the closet Excuse floor. Me? Yes. Absolutely not. Yes. It molded my shoes. Pissed. I know. <laughs> um, it did. But they could not, the maintenance guys could not figure out, number one, why my room was colder. And number two, like, where this water was coming from. They could never find a leak. And then they just, like, chalked it up to, like, you're just, you're being a stupid college kid. Like, I don't know. Just Carol, you know. (laughs) Carol. What if Carol never existed? I don't, you know what? What if I was beautiful minding her? Yeah. Yeah, so we had the the cold room. We had the puddles. And eventually, I was just like, whatever. Not that big of a deal. It's not really, like, messing with me that much. Um, I did always have, like, a weird thing with my closet, though. When I would lay down to go to bed at night, like, you know, you just get that feeling like something's watching you, or you'd feel like a presence around you, and you couldn't really see anything, but I would look into my closet, and it would just seem like a really dark, vacant, black And my closet just always seemed extremely, extremely eerie. Um, And, actually, there was, um, bringing it back to the water, so you know how I said Carol's, our vanities were outside of our bedroom doors. Carol um, had a job where she worked at the airport, um, and her <laughs> stuff laughing. She did. She was a shoe shiner. So she would come in at really random hours during the night. So sometimes it'd be like, you know, around three or four in the morning, depending on what time she got off. Ooh, so I would did be you like three a.m. Yes, yes. That's Actually, a when you mentioned yeah. that, a lot of my experiences happened when I would look at the clock at around three a.m. Mm-hmm. So, anyways, I would hear like footsteps in the hallway. And I would see lights turn on. I would hear the faucet turn on. And I could even see, like, the shadow um, underneath, like, the, the crack of my Someone door. moving around? Yes. Oh, and so God. I was always, like, Carol, you know, um, just coming in from work or whatever. And I, it would just, it would be pretty loud and pretty obnoxious. It's like, it's 3 in the morning. Come on, like. Um, and specifically, a couple of times, I would wake up the next day and be like, oh, Carol, did you man, you came in really late last night. I had mentioned something to her, and she'd be like, oh, no, I, I came in at, like, 7 this morning. Like, what? There was even one time where I heard her, or what I thought was her, moving around a lot that night, and I woke up the next day, and she had never even been home that night. Mm. Oh, hell And that was one of the nights I heard the faucet come on. So basically, you just got to a point where I was like, okay, you know, my dorm is, there's some weird stuff going on, but whatever. Um, but one night I was upstairs, um, hanging out at the dorm upstairs with a bunch of guys and I was just kind of shooting the shit with them and we somehow got onto, um, the paranormal. We were talking about it and I was just joking around and I was like, yeah, I've got some weird stuff going on in my dorm. There's this, there's that. And they were like, nah, no way. I don't believe it. Blah, blah, blah. Show me, prove it kind of thing. So I thought, okay, you know what? Screw it. Had some liquid courage. I thought I would go down to my room. I'd be confrontational, um, and I would just show them around and see what they thought, see if they, like, felt anything weird, you know? One of them was probably talking about how he's, like, sensitive or whatever. I, I was like, yeah, let's go down. I'll show you my room. There's something in there. So we marched down there, 
And um, I walked into my dorm and I flipped on the light. And at the time, my uh, closet door was open and it was one of those sliding closet doors. So I flipped my light on and I walked into the room as they were following me. And I said something to the effect of like, yo, bitch, or something like that. Or what's or up? Bacon? I know. Like, okay, listen. <laughs> I don't know, you know. You can't do it. You can't close that door. Well, yeah. I'm getting possessed. I know, right? <laughs> I, but, (laughs) yeah. Allegedly. 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 (laughs) So, as soon as I said that, my closet door slammed. And that was, like, the first, like, real, like, like, actual physical, like, scary thing that happened. It slammed. All the boys came running out of my room screaming like little girls. And me, too. Because I was like, what? And, um, so, so that was really the first thing that I was like, I'm not, I'm not really comfortable in this room anymore. So after that, one of those guys that really impressed me so much um, became my boyfriend. Yeah. <sighs> I know. So I actually started staying in his dorm a lot. Um, because, again, his dorm was a lot like mine. It was just kind of like his own apartment, Except essentially. Stinky. Yeah. <laughs> stinky and messy and stupid. Boys are stupid. So anyways. Um, Not all boys. Just those boys. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know him, so I think yeah. you know. Um, so anyways, I started staying in his, in his room. But, like, the activity that I was experiencing in my dorm, either, I don't know if it, like, came from my dorm or if he also had stuff happening in his. It probably but, was attached to you. People are thin places. Mm-hmm. So, some weird stuff started happening in his dorm, and it was kind of, like, the same thing. Like, his, the closet specifically, I was, like, drawn to that, and for some reason, I felt like that, for me, was it, the worst part of his room in the beginning. So, I do have a question. Uh-huh. Um... Was he experienced anything, any of these things before? No. He okay. told me he wasn't. So it was you. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. I mean, it, I mean, he may not have, like, thought of anything. Or if he didn't hear them himself, then maybe it was, like, just you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, right. You that makes are sense. the one who were experiencing it, whether you were in so, your room or in his room. And he was yeah. a little more skeptical, you know? So, um, but by the end, he wasn't anywhere. Yeah. Um, so... Um, there were a few nights I was, like, laying in bed, and he would already be asleep, and, like, I would look over the closet, and it would just be, like, pitch black, like, to the point to where it wasn't even, like, a shadow anymore. It's just, like, a void of black. Mm. And it began to actually not even just be in his closet anymore. It'd be coming out of the closet, like, in the shape of, you know, like a human. Mm, that gave me chills. Right? I don't, I don't like that. And, I mean, like, pitch black to the point to where... I could see it coming out of the closet and, like, moving around the room. And wherever it moved, anything that was behind it, you you couldn't see. Yeah, it would be blacked Mm. out. So that was a little creepy. But I'm like, okay, let me just try to go to sleep. At least I'm not alone. Whatever. Um, And then it would escalate to noises. So I'd be laying in bed and um, I would hear, uh, of course, his dorm room was messy. He was a boy. So he had like books all over the floor, clothes, shoes, uh, notebooks, things like that. Um, I'd be laying in bed and after I would see like the shadow thing and like try to force myself to go to sleep, I would start hearing noises, which sounded like, you know, an animal of some type kind of scurrying around on the floor oh and God. moving things around. And I would lay in bed and I would hear just like, like all over the floor. And I remember like in my head, like, okay, like, there has to be an explanation. Um, Squirrels. Yeah, yeah it's something. Like, it's not like footsteps. It's like a very unnatural, like, crawling, Skitter. like, scurry. And yeah. whatever it was, it sounded girthy. Like, it wasn't like, he's got a mouse. 
Like, it was like there was something big, nope, you know, like crawling on the floor. We get through that, and I'm like, still like, okay, whatever, going to sleep. Kind of like you. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. nope. Can't think nope, about that. Not going to do it. Um, one night, I was laying asleep, and um, I... I had like kind of like sleep paralysis where I would I like woke up, but I couldn't move. And when I woke up, I saw like an old raggedy, like haggard woman just leaning over the bed, Ugh. just staring at me. And she was leaning over the guy and like looking at me. It's always fucking old people and fucking children. Yeah. And, and that's the thing too, is something we should dive into because there's this whole thing about sleep paralysis and how some people like envision either just straight up shadow people or like an old woman specifically Mm. anyways I just remember her face was all like rotted and like torn and everything so that was scary but again I think it's like what you said earlier you have so much adrenaline rushing through your body and you're fighting it and then you eventually just kind of like you just kind of fall back your body just is exhausted right and so I think for me the one that really just like made me bite like I was just like I've got to get out of the storm like I need to figure out what's going on I'm exhausted I'm tired I'm not sleeping I just feel harassed all the time um I was laying in bed and I get woken up by this like crazy loud noise of what sounds like a bunch of bees buzzing around my head and it literally just sounds like it's a swarm of bees around my head and I can even almost feel like the vibrations of them so I'm sitting there and I'm just kind of like paralyzed in fear because I'm like, what is, I, like literally I'm like, am I having a stroke? What is happening? Yeah. Anyways, I'm hearing these bees and at the same time I'm like sitting there just like trying to figure out what's going on. Um, I'm trying to wake up my boyfriend. I'm like freaking out and like I cannot wake him up. I'm like shaking him, slapping him, screaming his name. He won't wake up. Do you think there was an effect on him too then? Actually, yeah. And I'll, I'll, like, in a minute here, whenever I talk about, like, me needing to exit the situation, that's when I, he, like, finally confronted me. So, that night, when I'm hearing the, the bees and everything, um, I feel a hand grab my calf on the, my leg on the opposite side of the bed from where he is. And the hand, or what I felt like was a hand, goes all the way up my leg, and I jump out of bed. I'm like, no, I can't. And he wouldn't wake up. Like, he still, even though I jumped oh. over him out of the bed, would not wake up. So I spent the rest of the night, like, outside sitting on a bench, like, in, you know, there was a bunch of lights where I was sitting. Like, I could not go back in that room. I was done. So um, I eventually, like, the next day, I went to the RA, and I, like, moved dorms. And when I moved dorms, like, that changed. Everything changed. The new dorm, like, just didn't feel heavy. I just felt like I could finally breathe when I went in there. And, uh, when I showed my boyfriend my new dorm, I was like, this is, you know, you're welcome to stay here if you want or whatever, but this is where I'm going to be staying. Um, he was like, yeah, actually I need to get out of my dorm. Like weird stuff is happening. I was like, what? And then that's when he would tell me. Was it the me, same building? Like, yes. Okay. Oh, no, no, no. The new dorm? No, no, no. Like his dorm. Was yes, it, it was dorm? actually. Okay. Yeah. It was actually just the floor above mine. Oh, hell no. Um, like direct. That would be weird if it was like directly. It was, it, was like, it was like catty corner. So it was like yeah. up and then over. Yeah. But what, what we found out later was supposedly um, the guy who lived in the dorm before him um, was into witchcraft. Because we found this weird like black stuff on his floor. And what it was was black candle wax. And one night when we had the lights off, you know that glow-in-the-dark paint? Yeah. We were sitting there with the lights off, and you could faintly see, like, upside-down crosses in the -the glow-in-the-dark paint all over his dorm. Nope. 
Um, yeah, but, it's like that energy, you know? It's yep. like if you manifested shit, like, that dude, whoever you know, was there, like... In college, explore your sexuality. Explore different majors. Let's not dabble in the dark shit. Yeah, don't open fucking portals you can't close. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Or open up portals that you don't know that you're opening up for other people to then be susceptible to. Right. Like, don't yeah. be a dick. So, I mean... I, that, that's pretty much just sums up. I mean, I've had lots of experiences, but that for me was probably the most traumatizing because yeah. for a really long time, I just had to be very, I just felt really sensitive to things. And I, I still to this day just have to be really wary about like, you know, and I think too, it was a very emotional time for me. He and I didn't, oh, were not in a good relationship. <laughs> um, and I think that really fed on that a lot. Well, yeah, absolutely. Because mm-hmm. it's like you're emotionally just like exhausted or even just like charged, you know, it's like feeding off that energy and draining it, you. Yeah, it definitely, like, it, it made the dynamic very weird. I think we covered um, a good amount of topics. Um, yeah. Why don't we end on a less spooky note? Okay. Sound good? Yeah. yeah. So we thought we would probably change it up each time, but maybe kind of come up with, like, a fun little fun topic to talk about as we leave you. Yeah. Okay, and the topic... We get from the random writing exerciser. <laughs> exerciser, exerciser. Very, very important. Is what would you do if you came into a lot of wealth? A lot of wealth. Hmm. Okay, so does it specify how much wealth? No, it just says a lot. A lot? So okay. whatever is a lot to you. Mm. Like, you know, cool. Like, so infinite. No. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> then nothing has value. So hmm. that's, okay, let's say 20 mil. All right. Okay, that's decent. Uh, I, I think I could work yeah. with that. Um, <laughs> you know what? Okay, I'm I'm a millennial. Okay, um, and I want to own things. I just don't want to rent forever. So, and I want to actually own assets. So, number one, I'd pay off all my debt. Yeah. Lord knows we have a lot of debt. Pay off houses, cars, and then if I mean I should have a lot left over yeah, because it's no. not like none yeah. of my. Like, <laughs> but yeah, like I mean, oh god. It's a good question. Um, I would want to like travel, you know. Yes. Ooh, invest. Oh my god, you're such a nerd. I know. Yeah, you're married to Michael. I know. That's so responsible. That's my husband though. He would debt. absolutely be like, "I'll pay debt, invest." Yeah, he would. Yeah. Um, I would buy a lot of land and build like a really badass house. I'd also probably like. Buy ridiculous gifts for my parents. Yeah. Ooh. My family. Yeah. And you ladies. And I would have enough land and house to just rescue every dog I see. Yes. Yeah. A dog sanctuary. <coughs> what about an elephant? Because I know you like elephants. Oh. They shouldn't be pets. Well, right. no. But what if you could rescue them? Wait, like a sanctuary. Yeah, I would do that. Like a okay. Cool. Yeah, but I would never keep one as a pet. They're beautiful wild creatures. No, yeah, so. you're absolutely right. Um, I think I would, like you said, travel for sure, but also I think I'd want to do a bunch of, like, absurd stuff, because when else are we ever going to have 20 mil? So I'd want to dabble in some weird, like, cultural things. Yeah. So, like, you know, like, every kind of country has its own, like, weird little Mm -hmm. war, so I think I would dive deep into that kind of Go to, like, the Singapore Penis Festival. What? (laughs) Wait. Is that going to be an episode? Sounds like it. I'm serious. Google it. They're like obsessed with penises. Penises. We got it. Or we could buy the Winchester Mansion. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Uh, So I think we would just like dive in and do this like really cool like supernatural weird creepy shit tour of different places around the world. 
It's our own little travel show. Sounds like... Actually, you would be great at a travel show. That'd be well, awesome. Well, it's like, I feel like people always tend to talk to me even when I don't want them to, so I feel like <laughs> when we're talking about weird shit, people are going to open up about weird shit that yeah. they're into, so I think that could be fun. Little travel diary. Uh, I'm sorry, it appears that it is a Japanese penis festival. Oh. 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 Okay. Thank <laughs> you for clarifying that. Yeah. I needed to know. You're welcome. Um. So... Yeah, that was good. fun. So that was I, fun. I can't wait to see what else we decide to dive into. Oh, look absolutely. At that little, she showed us a little oh. picture of, you know, this inflatable so looking dicks. Yeah. So I guess on that note, uh, thanks for hanging out with us, spooky bitches. Till next time. Till next time. Bye. Bye. Bye.